0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and cybersecurity news. And this week we're going to discuss a recent policy change in Twitter that has been making waves recently, even outside of the cyber community. On February 15th, it was announced that by March 20th, 2023, SMS-based two-factor authentication would only be available to Twitter Blue subscribers, and that any non-Blue users using it would have SMS 2FA disabled if they did not make the switch to a different form of two-factor authentication. I figured I would give you my take on the situation and address some common concerns and misconceptions. The biggest misconception I've seen is that Twitter is taking away all forms of two-factor authentication for users, and this is simply not true. The only option being restricted to non-paying users is SMS two-factor authentication. However, SMS two-factor authentication is probably the most familiar type to the average non-technical user. But what is two-factor authentication anyways? Authentication is proving that you are the one trying to access your account, and you can do this with multiple factors. A password or something you know, a physical key, something you have, and your fingerprint, something you are, are the most common factors. In order to be two-factor authentication, the factors must be different. A password and a security question are both something you know, so those are used, it's still only one-factor authentication. SMS is used for sending text messages, and for SMS two-factor authentication, a one-time code is generated. That is something you have since it is given to you once and it expires. You don't memorize it, so you don't really know it. So what are your options on Twitter without SMS? You can use an authenticator app such as Authy or Microsoft Authenticator. These will generate time-based one-time passwords that can be used to authenticate instead of sending you a text message. Twitter will also guide you through setting one of these up, but it is pretty simple. Alternatively, some people have argued that Elon Musk is actually doing everyone a favor because SMS two-factor authentication is weak and should never ever be used. This is an argument I somewhat agree with, but it is still pretty flawed. SMS-based two-factor authentication is vulnerable to a type of attack called sim swapping which is where an attacker tricks your phone carrier into transferring your number to their phone and can then intercept SMS codes. This is a weakness SMS has, but it still requires your password to be known to be useful to begin with, as you never get a code unless you enter the correct password in the first place. This weakness to sim swapping and SMS itself not being a very secure networking protocol is definitely a disadvantage for SMS two-factor authentication, but it still adds a layer of protection you would completely lack without it, and that is enough to stop a considerable amount of hackers. So, no, SMS two-factor authentication is not the best option for you to use security-wise. However, it is very convenient and very user-friendly, and it also basically alerts you if someone is trying to break into your account. This does vary based on Authenticator app, but typically you are not notified when a request is being made and your password was correctly guessed. The way I've seen some users talk about SMS two-factor authentication almost makes it sound like it's worse than not having any two-factor authentication at all, which is completely false. But apart from all of that, why did Elon Musk decide to restrict SMS two-factor authentication to blue subscribers? After all, why would you want to pay for something that is less secure as a premium feature of Twitter? That doesn't make sense. And although I agree that doesn't make any sense, he claimed on Twitter that Twitter itself was being scammed out of $60 million a year from fake SMS messages. Many people incorrectly interpreted this as being failed attempts to log into accounts due to not having the code, and therefore Elon Musk not understanding that failed attempts to log in are a good thing as they mean the 2FA works. And Musk is not my favorite person, but it's more important to be correct than to insult him personally. Elon was referring to some overseas telco companies sending fake SMS messages that Twitter never requested in the first place, and then billing them for those fake messages in excess. This is a legitimate business concern, and I guess putting SMS two-factor authentication behind a paywall slashes the amount of texts that come in, as well as the amount of fake messages that come in, though it's not going to prevent this entirely. Some users pointed out that it would be a better option to block numbers from those problematic carriers, create a legal case against those problematic carriers, rather than what some have described as punishing the users for Twitter being scammed. I don't know a whole lot about this particular concern, so I'm unsure how to specifically address it, though it seems that other companies address it just fine while still keeping SMS 2FA as an option. So is your Twitter completely vulnerable to hackers now? No, not really. Is SMS-2FA horrible and should never be used? Well, like I said before, it's not the best option, but security is a spectrum, and this is more secure than nothing, and that is what is important. So, do I agree with the decision to paywall SMS-2FA? No, I disagree wholeheartedly with this approach. If cost and security was the concern, removing it as an option completely is far more effective than just putting it behind a paywall. And like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't make sense to paywall a feature that is worse than what regular non-paying users are getting. However, I wouldn't do that either for the record. I would have just kept SMS 2 FA as an option and explored options to mitigate the risk of fake messages. For this situation, you really do need to consider the user base. Not everyone is technical. SMS2FA is not only extremely user-friendly, but if you upgrade your phone and keep your same phone number, it seamlessly transfers, where Authenticator apps need to be backed up first, in most cases. In security, it is incredibly important to consider user-friendliness. Because if a feature is not user-friendly, the user will simply go without it a lot of the time. Don't get me wrong, Authenticator apps are easy to use once you learn how they work, and I prefer them over SMS. But not everyone feels that way. In fact, most people with two-factor authentication don't. In a transparency report from Twitter themselves, only 2.6% of users even have 2FA on their accounts, and of that percentage, 74% use SMS-based 2FA. And I will be curious to see how these numbers look after March 20th once the change is implemented, when SMS-2FA is disabled for non-paying users. We will see how many people decide to switch to authenticator apps, physical security tokens, versus how many just drop two-factor authentication completely. So what can you do? If you're using SMS two-factor authentication, switch over to an authenticator app by going into Twitter's security settings and changing your 2FA method. You can also spread the news, explain to people who may not understand the implications of the change what it means and send them a guide for changing their 2FA method. I've even posted a guide for switching your 2FA method at the top of my paste bin for this episode. Please check it out if you need to know how to switch. The first link is for Tom's guide, which will show you where to navigate in Twitter menu to connect your authenticator app, and the second link includes a super simple option native to iPhones. Sorry Android users, we we don't have this luxury. Thank you to The Hacker News, Bleepy Computer, Twitter's Transparency Report, and CPO Magazine for information regarding this recent Twitter policy change, and of course another thanks to Tom's Guide for the guide on switching your 2FA method, and to MSN.com for the guide for iPhones. And of course, thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Bite-sized Cybercrime. Hopefully you learned a bit more about the situation, and whether you agree with me or not, I hope I taught you something valuable that you can implement on your own Twitter account. So, until next time, use an Authenticator app to stay secure.